0: Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Kristen kuyat PhD. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Glad to have you. You know, Kristen, you represent i in the Western U.S., specifically in the Silicon Valley area, a.k.a. Uh, Central California. Uh, you are very, very experienced in the BPO industry. And in fact, you completed your PhD in 2021 with emphasis on employee engagement. So, Kristen, on this episode, I want to discuss the trends that you're seeing in customer experience management among the brands that you work with in Silicon Valley. But first, as you know, let's begin with your introduction. Let's begin with your current role at i and a little bit of a, your short career backstory and how you got there.
1: Perfect. Well, again, thanks for having me today, appreciate it. A uh, little bit about me, um, I'm in the business development role currently at i um, I've been in the BPO space for about uh, 15 or so years. And uh, most recently, got my PhD in uh, client engagement uh, within emotional intelligence, um, something that I like to layer in um, to all my client engagement opportunities.
0: I bet. Well, congratulations on that. I know that's a big achievement. So let's let's get to right to it. What are, what are you seeing? What are the biggest trends that you're seeing? In customer experience within your area out there in Silicon Valley,
1: you know within the tech industry, you see a lot, uh, predominantly within compliance issues anyway, dealing with uh, a lot of the data that comes from uh, engagement with uh, a lot of the clients. So. You know, for me, I see a lot with the compliance issue and that agent complexity, uh, the security, um, especially within the healthcare and tech industry. Um, and then, you know, in terms of supporting the omni-channel uh, approach, we've got you know the digital solution. So we're seeing a lot of uh, clients and customers looking at that email, that chat, that chat, that bot, that AI. Um, they're they're really looking for solutions that communicate with. Um, And resonate with uh, the clients here um, that uh, tend to fall in uh, the younger demographic, uh, which they communicate a lot through the email and chat solutions. We're seeing that a lot out here.
0: Sure. Okay. Not not surprised. Not surprised. (laughs) Now, um, Kristen, as you know, we're recording and publishing this in March of 2022, and it's Women's History Month. So I want to ask you, What are you seeing in in terms of the evolution of women in the customer experience industry or roles, if you will?
1: Oh, it's a great question, Bernie. And I think it's so relevant here within the Silicon Valley industry. Um, You know, we've seen an evolution really in the last five to seven years of women on boards uh, taking leadership roles um, and really a push to you know, solution, uh, 50% of the demographic out here with women. And so, you know, traditionally we have seen an 80, 20, uh, split with, uh, 80 predominantly being, um, male, um, 20% being predominantly, you know, female, you know, and so the shift has really been, you know, how can we solution, uh, for clients and customers who really are 50% of the demographic. And so within the industry, we've seen a, a large push with, uh, you know, board members who are women, uh, those taking leadership roles and engagement. Um, and it's been exciting to see, uh, you know, how that really transfers into business and opportunities here, um, welcoming, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, Um, exciting opportunities that women have um, and and just seeing uh, how that really trickles down um, to not only the environment that you work in, um, but the clients and customers you serve. Um, So it's been exciting seeing within, especially within the last five to seven years, the opportunities for women in business and celebrating that really.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's fantastic. Well, in the spirit of Women's History Month, I, I thought I'd share a fun fact with you and our audience. And and here it is. I'm going to read it to you. Um, Augusta Ada King, Countess of Lovelace, also known as Ada Lovelace, who lived between 1815 and 1852. Kristen, she was an English mathematician and writer, and she was best known for her work on a proposed mechanical general purpose computer that was known at the time as the analytical engine. And she was the first to recognize that the machine had applications beyond pure calculation. And she published ready for this, the first algorithm that was intended to be carried out by this machine. Exciting. Consequently, she's often regarded as the first computer programmer. How awesome is that? And she wasn't even in Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Imagine that. No, that's very exciting, you know, and, um, Anytime a woman gets recognized in that capacity um, I'd like to think of it as um, women have the capability of offering that soft skill combined with the analytical skill um, especially when you power it behind education um, so kudos to her that's amazing thank you for sharing that I think it's it's something that we you know we want to celebrate uh, especially within this month you know' um, yeah, we're, exactly absolutely so thank you for sharing that that's exciting sure.
0: Optimize your customer experience through digital transformation with iCore. From robotic process automation to conversational AI, we're leading the way in digital CX. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. So, Kristen, how have you seen the out- outsourced customer experience buying process evolve mm-hmm. recently in Silicon Valley? And again, emphasis on recently because of how you know things have changed so much in just the last mm-hmm. few years.
1: I think... You know, if you're talking to a smaller um, startup, you've got, uh, you know, people that are looking for solutions who encompass, a, you know, a large committee of people in marketing, technology, engineering, legal operations. Um, and so I think when you make that approach to connect uh, with uh, those uh, key decision makers, they're going to be looking for um all of those things that encompass all of those things in CX now. And I think with a large push uh, these days with not only the compliance issues with technology, um, but also how, how do we make customers happy? How do we solve for the problems of emotion? Um, how do we solve for the complexity of, um, of being able to make people smile and bring delight, moments of delight? Um, and so when you're looking at solutions that neutralize that, you're looking at the emotion complexity, uh, but you're also looking at the technology aspect. Um, and I think for us, as an advantage at i we have some of the most amazing individuals that work for us, some of the most amazing um, SMEs uh, that are able to talk tech, uh, That are, but they're also able to add in that personality um, and that connection with clients, which I think is a huge solution uh, that brings everything all together. So I think the dichotomy of those, you know, things that, uh, you know, Uh, customers and clients and potential clients are looking for encompasses all of those things. And I think that's what makes it supremely, I guess, I don't know if easy is the right word, um, but it makes it delightful uh, to be able to bring all those things together in a buying committee, you know, looking for
0: those things. Well, with so many amazing SMEs at your disposal, how has your role evolved in business development. And I'm, I'm going to squeeze in a second question into the same question. So how has your role evolved? And also, how are you received as a woman with a PhD in a business development role?
1: It's a great question, um, and I think if if you look at it from the outskirts, you're like, wow, uh, someone who's having you know a, a PhD on uh, you know within the business development role. Um, but you know I've seen it across the boards within um, the healthcare industry, which we've been focused um, predominantly on um, in my world. Uh, you bring in people who are seasoned, um, you know, uh, uh, educators, I guess so to speak. You're um, offering clientele approach. Um, but you're also uh, bringing in people who um, can meet you where you are in conversation and I think when it comes to you know uh, my role uh, we've seen we've seen it on a number of uh, client engagement calls where they've been we've got two doctors on the call today um, you know and speaking their language being able to meet them where they are um, gives it a sort of concierge approach to these engagements uh, let alone you know just a Uh, Pure engagement. Um, I think, you know, the education piece gives a refinement, um, a connection, um, and it also allows you to be able to speak the language of those individuals that um, you're trying to court, so to speak, um, you know, within, you know, the business world. And so you know, for me, it's been an exciting opportunity uh, just to be able to engage with these individuals, um, you know, in the sales and business development role, uh, but also in the relationship, you know, role that it plays in terms of uh, bringing in those SMEs and being able to position them in a way that uh, really gives um, credibility to I Corps and the family of I of which we're in.
0: So, I think you just answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I'm sure you'll want to embellish. And that is, what, what's working? What's resonating with that modern buying committee in CX now?
1: Sure. I mean, I think for for us, it's, it depends on the client and customer you're engaging with. But I think across the boards, the relationship play um, is big. Uh, you know, you you go a little bit deeper, and depending on the solution that you're looking for, digital analytics, speech analytics, chat, email, those type of things um, are definitely things that you know you the uh, we're seeing a lot of clients uh, be able to you know engage with us on. Um, but in terms of You know, the larger uh, picture there, it always comes down to, you know, the people, the experts that we have on our team. Um, That role really is um, seeing it through the customer lens and seeing it through that situation. And when you have people that are able to talk directly with the client and articulate how that customer feels and resonates um, in that situation, um, you're able to make a new client and a new opportunity in that. Um, and, and from that, we've seen a lot of success, you know, especially within the, the, uh, uh, healthcare role and technology industry, um, with, with the clients that, that we engage with.
0: Kristen, I always enjoy chatting with you. Um, but you know, we want to keep to our time limit here on the podcast. So I'm going to get to my last question. I call this the fun question because <laughs> it is about that. And we want to know when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> Fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm a very active person, so anything, um, you know, we've talked about this in the past, anything with an ing, um, you know, I'm a big, uh, you know, skiing, running, jumping, um, anything that keeps me active, uh, especially on the weekends, um, with traveling, opening back up, that's another ing we can put on the list, traveling. Yep, yep absolutely.
0: Fantastic. Well, Kristen, um, I'm just so impressed with, uh, with you with your achievement, you know, just getting your PhD just recently. And I love the fact that it's focused on employee engagement. So you're able to apply that on a daily basis with the people that you work with. And and I'm sure that that contributes greatly to the relationships that you build and the credibility that you have with clients and prospective clients. And I just want to thank you for coming on today to join us on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. Share a little bit of your backstory, And what you're seeing in current trends and uh, women in CX and just enjoyed our conversation as I always do. Thank you so much, Kristen. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Bernie. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.